This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right, welcome to a special Labor Day afternoon edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, we are sponsored by uh, MyBookie.com. Since I started this podcast, people ask me for advice. I don't have any advice. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know who's going to win, you need to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys. These are the best bets of the season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile website is super easy. I would only recommend a service to listeners that's been good to me, and you know people I gamble. But let's be honest. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. That's how it is. They have in-game live game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business for you fantasy guys out there. You can even bet over-under on how many fantasy points a player is going to score during the game. And we had some wild fantasy drafts. I might start doing that. I got a lot of weird Saints players or whatever. So that's going to be my, my joy this year for fantasy. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code HAPPY to activate the offers offer visit my bookie online today that's my bookie and don't forget to use the promo code happy when creating your account you play you win you get paid uh all right the so Saints how did, did, how did your fantasy of draft stuff. Go? they, they did, did. You guys did you guys have your fantasy draft yeah we had yeah, yeah we did we had uh, both in the, in the podcast hour. league i picked up uh i drafted uh mckinnon from the 49ers and then he tore his acl in practice about 20 minutes later. Yeah, I got the, I have I have him on my team too. I tried to put the stink on as many NFC South people in our regular draft as I possibly could. I was so mad that somebody drafted Olsen. If I would have got Olsen, it would have maybe been the perfect team. Uh, I have Cam Newton. I have Julio Jones. I have a random Atlanta tight end. Um, wow. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's a Saints podcast league when Julio Jones gets picked 17th overall. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Lolo? Did you get Toy Lolo? <laughs> I don't no, think I he's got, on uh, the Falcons anymore. Is I he? got Austin oh. Hooper. Oh, Austin Hooper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, wait, so did anybody overpay for anybody? Oh, in the auction league, people yeah. overpaid like crazy. I think, I think Kamara went for 74 dollars <laughs> wow and um randomly weirdly uh deshaun watson went for like 50 and i paid 15 for Traycon smith because i just he was the first dude i put up for bid and, and I just any bid other 50. option he would have been like a dollar yeah like a dollar right. and i bid 15 dollars right from the start and everybody was just stunned <laughs> that nobody stepped in to like <laughs> match it they were just like i can't believe the first person you you nominate is traquan smith and you didn't even start at a dollar you just bid 15 dollars to start and the, the <laughs> clock just ran out and people that were seems laughing reckless, but, I but i don't care i want i wanted him on my team i want to root for him so uh dave i want to start with you because the teddy bridgewater news broke and it broke what last wednesday and it feels like a hundred years ago uh but we didn't get your takes on it uh so what was your thoughts when the saints traded for bridgewater I mean, I think that uh, 
you know, there's certain there are certain people who say, oh, they're just doing this because they didn't like who their backups were, and there are some people who are saying, uh, oh, this is for the future. I mean, I could potentially be both. I mean, I, I think one, they're definitely not comfortable with either Savage or Taysom Hill in the event that Drew Brees has to miss significant time, and they would rather have somebody, uh, you know, a little bit more accomplished uh, with a little bit more talent in Bridgewater. Um, but I mean, he's also like 25 years old. So assuming Breeze plays another two years, uh, he, he, he's still then 28, uh, going into his, his, that first season. I mean, that's not, that that's, a, that's okay. That's pretty good. That's not maybe ideal. It's not a 22, 23 year old, but, um, uh, you know, uh, off the field, everybody keeps saying he's like an amazing guy. So, uh, you know, everybody seems pretty excited about it. And I think that's pretty fair. I mean, it's certainly shocking. Certainly comes out of nowhere. Um, oh, it came but... out of nowhere. It was, it was, it was great. <laughs> great. It was great fun for uh, Saints Twitter. It was great fun for me and Andrew. And it was better for our donations. People were donating a dollar like crazy to listen to me and Andrew yell at each other from my car. It was phenomenal. Andrew, <laughs> have you... Have you changed your opinion since last week when we went? At first, we were like, yeah. I would like it if they give up a fifth I mean, and then we gave up a third. A little bit. I still – so the thing that makes me really nervous is just – I think – so Bridgewater is obviously going to sit on the bench for a year. I mean, assuming Breeze is healthy for a whole season, and I don't know that we can assume that. He is old. But um, but let's say, let's say Breeze gets through the season healthy and Bridgewater, you know, at the end of the season – the same, you know, Breeze has another year left, and he, he wants to come back, and he seems healthy. Uh, Bridgewater, at that point, is going to hit free agency, and I'm sure the Saints are going to try very hard to keep him. But I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's a guy that probably views himself as recovered from his injury, um, that views himself as a, a starter, a guy that's been to the Pro Bowl. Um, and so – I don't know how this all plays out. And, you know, if it ends up being a third round pick for one year of a guy backing up breeze that then leaves, that's like kind of the worst case scenario. Um, so, and then I obviously I would be very upset about losing a third round pick for basically a guy that never plays and leaves after a year. And I, I said, the thing that bothers me the most is that they're trading a third round pick for a guy in a contract year. I, I don't like that. Um, and you know, the sentiment is borrowed from Jeff Duncan, but I think it's a good point, which is just that, you know, is Teddy Bridgewater going to be okay? Like, can the saints have breeze and Bridgewater on the roster next year? Is that, is it feasible to have both? And I, I, some people believe so and think that Bridgewater is going to be cool sitting behind breeze another year after this one. But man, I don't know about that. Uh, that's what four I will years without playing football for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I, that's I'll a keep long down with that. time. Now, what I will say about Bridgewater is that uh, I really, really like the player. I, I think he's he's a good player. I think he's a great fit for the system. Uh, I think he's a really smart guy. He's an accurate passer. Like, I, I think this is a good marriage, and I think that him with Sean Payton, I really do believe Sean Payton can turn him into a star. Um, so I love the fact that he's Breeze's backup, and I really and- hope he stays. And he's got Bill Bill Parcells is apparently, I did not know that he's close to Ted. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Bridgewater. Well, and there no. you go. That explains everything. But, but, but Dave, that, that's another point where 
Bill Parcells would maybe be saying to him, "Be patient. Be pa- Don't go. Don't go to Denver for the money. Don't go to right. John Gruden, who's soured with David Carr and is looking to bring in another quarterback. Be patient and wait it out. And that could be I something. See. But here's the thing, Dave. I was thinking of this. Mickey Loomis did a service to every married couple in New Orleans by allowing their significant other who is a Saints fan or they're a Saints fan to ignore the 2019 draft completely because the Saints will not have any picks basically <laughs> worth giving a, giving a shit about. So I mean, let's go ahead and plans? just unload the second round pick now, you know? <laughs> well, what, who else can we acquire this year? <laughs> Look, don't, um, don't, you think don't you think it's funny that like, I mean, so what, are, are we all sort of, I mean, are we to believe that Teddy Bridgewater is here now to be uh, the next one after Drew Brees? I mean, is that what we're saying? No, I, mean, I, I, think, I think they, I mean, they, they, they traded for a guy on a one-year deal. So I don't see how you can assume anything after that. You know, yeah. now I think if all goes well, the idea is they get him in the building, they evaluate him for a year, and if they, they feel really good about it, then yeah, I think, I don't think they would bring him in unless they felt like there was the potential, you know, for him to be Drew Brees' heir and the successor to the throne. But they, they weren't um, thinking of something. Uh, Loomis said they weren't thinking of him in March, though. So, like, I think it's well, weird the timing of it all. That's yeah. that's just what, what's what's weird. Well, to it's me. annoying. It's annoying. They could have had him in the off season, right? If they, they didn't want him, him they, they said he wasn't in the like what, they didn't think of it. You know, uh, yeah, until they saw him in the well. In the, apparently, in the apparently they wanted they wanted it, it. What changed was that they saw him perform, and I guess they felt there was no lingering effects from the injury. Well, yeah, I guess I, the thing That's is, smart. though, I mean, they the, get to like kick the tires on him at no cost, and, and yeah, I mean, if he's clearly recovered, obviously his value goes up. Yeah, yeah, and also too, like the Saints, this is the first time that they've ever paid significant money for a backup. I mean, the backups under Breeze, what, it was Jamie Martin. Yeah, uh, Brunel. Uh, Brunel probably made about as much, didn't he? No, Mark Brunel did not no. make $5 million. I No way. And then uh, Chase he Daniel. More, he made more than the minimum, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah but I, I mean... It, like a $2 million I, guy, maybe. I yeah. bet you Brunel made, didn't make more than 2 million or three at most and then they had chase daniel right but chase daniel left to go to kansas city and then they had luke mccown and he never made more than the minimum right so this is the biggest investment they've ever made in backup quarterback you know yeah Yeah. i mean i stand by my statement this is the best backup quarterback they've had since jake delone here here's my here's my question um you know if it's if it's partially the 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 theory goes, hey, look, the, the 2018 team is loaded. They think it's good. They think it's championship worthy. So they want it. They want to have a good backup quarterback. So the season doesn't go to crap if if Breeze gets injured for the whole year, or if he has to miss a month. You don't have a really good, great season potentially wrecked, right? You want a Nick Foles situation if you can have it. But they didn't do this in 2009, and I know Breeze was younger, but the injury risk is. You know, they didn't they didn't feel the need to ensure 2009 or 2011. Right. So, like, this is just, it's just it's just interesting to me that they all they all of a sudden decided, oh, let's go get Bridgewater. Like, uh, I just find it interesting. And do you, do you think, Dave, that Breeze has hinted or or told them or not told them something about next year that pushed them to this move? Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you've got to think that Breeze is, you know, has knowledge of this before it happens. Not necessarily has a say in it, but at least knows it's going to happen. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't think that Breeze said, "Hey, you know, I feel like my shoulders going out, you know, this this preseason or whatever." Uh, and I don't. I don't suspect any of that. If that's what you're asking me. Yeah. So, Andrew, let's Mark Brunel made two two million bucks a year. Two million. There you go. Yeah. So, so Andrew, uh, the Saints they cut down to fifty three. It was very interesting. They set the twenty eighteen draft on fire by cutting a fourth, fifth, and sixth round pick. But then they made even more moves. 
uh, yesterday and today they brought in Mike Gillisley, the running back who was with who two years ago was an analytics darling with the Bills. He got traded to New England. Uh, they brought in him, and today they cut uh, Stupar and Trey Edmonds, and they brought back um, Laribius. Laribius. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's start with those two moves, and then get to the the torching of the 2018 draft. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's I mean the Laribius Edmonds thing. Like they could have just kept Laribius on the initial 53 and cut um, Edmonds, but I guess it's. Uh, you know, gamesman, wa- waiver wire game, gamesmanship, and what would be the uh, theory? What d- build me a theory for that? Like why you why you do that? Why well, they I, I what think they did. teams will be will want a guy uh, that they want the the they want the option of signing later, and so like Edmonds is a guy; he's a core special teams guy, and you know they don't want him to get claimed, and so what they'll do is. They'll set their roster. They'll have Edmonds as part of the 53 to make it seem like he's part of the team. And so other teams make other plans and, you know, they start signing guys. And so once you get through like that first 48 hour period of initial cuts and then waivers and practice squad, then like I think it's just less likely for a player to get claimed if you cut him after that whole process because it's one of those things where cakes in the oven, can't pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Teams just feel like they're their roster set and they don't want to mess with it. So, and they've committed to players and everything. So I just think, you know, the saints are hoping that that maybe they're nervous cutting Edmonds the first go around that he would not make it through waivers and they really want the option to bring him back. So uh, again, gamesmanship, I think they weren't too worried about and Laribius is a veteran. He likes being on the saints. So he, he's the type of player where I could see them pulling him aside and being like, look, you're a veteran, so you don't have to go through waivers. Just give us a couple days to move around our roster, and we'll sign you back once you know once the dust settles. So uh, the Saints have done that before, um, and I, it's kind of weird to me. I wish I wish teams didn't have to do that, but it's it's just a gamesmanship thing. Um, the Gillisley thing makes too much sense. I mean, I just think you look at Ingram being out for four weeks and. Um, you know, I like Jonathan Williams fine. I thought he did pretty well in the preseason. Uh, but Gilles, he was kind of terrible in the preseason. Yeah, he was okay. Um, but, yeah, Gillisley's a, a battering ram. You know, he's a power back. And so, you know, if it's third and one and they need someone to go in between the tackles and just pound it in there and, and get and, and potentially get hit pretty hev- heavily, um, then Gillisley's that guy. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be kind of the, – the one implication I think fantasy players if you've drafted Kamara is Gilsley, I could see him being the goal line guy, um, which could be bad. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ingram was going to be that guy if he was playing. You know? So... Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Anyway, That's Kamara's cool. getting vultured TDs in either way, probably. Whatever. Kamara gets his TD from 60 yards out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dave, uh, life commit comes at – I was thinking this today before the show. Life commit comes at you fast when the Saints cut three draft picks of the 2018 draft and Saints Twitter went, eh, like a shrug emoji um, because the roster's so deep now. So I like, mean, Nate they- – Poor seriously played like Mike Singletary. Like, did, well, he's did, back. They signed him back. He's back, isn't he? No, he's he got cut today. He got he got cut. Oh, today. I thought they brought him back though. Uh, I mean, did some? Did you did you read that in the last like ten minutes? No. Okay. No. No. no he's he's he 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 made the fifty three man roster originally, oh, yeah. but um, but anyway, he got cut today when they signed. Uh, who did they sign again, Ralph? They signed. Um, oh, Larabius. No, he got. I yeah. think he got cut for. He got cut for um, Gills. Gil- but anyway, but you know, I mean, you look at how Stupar played in that game. I mean, if if I think this statement's got to be true, no matter what Stupar did in that fourth preseason game, he had no chance of making the roster. No matter how good he played, because you can't put together a better game than what he did. No, he was still tearing it up while we were recording the pod, the the, the patrons only podcast. Yeah. I mean, if he had had way, seven sacks and two picks, he wouldn't have made the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, I, w- I was saying on the we did a short show, and I was saying it in the post game that I don't think a linebacker for the Saints has put up a stat line like that since Pat Swilling. 
Yeah, it you. was pretty good. I, I, I didn't get to watch it uh, live, so I had to watch it the next day. Um, but Dave, were there any and, uh, are there any of the three awesome. draft picks that they cut? Are you like, were you like seething with rage or like they're gonna regret that? No. Well, so who did they cut? They cut um, Jamerson, Moore, yeah, Jamerson. and uh, Leonard. And Leonard. Yeah. By the way, Ralph, we were fight. dead wrong about who would get claimed. I know. We I said, thought it would be. We said the other two would get through, and Leonard would get claimed, and it was the exact opposite. Yes. We are not smart. <laughs> um, no, I, f- I feel the exact same But make same sure you thing, keep uh... paying to listen to the, the experts here. Yes. It's a dollar. Yeah, a dollar a month. You get what you pay for. Yeah. I, um, for fi- I, for I... $5 a month, we'll start getting these right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way that everybody else does. I mean, I think it's just a testament to how deep this team is. I mean, they've uh, – it's uh, – this uh, really – and truly feel like this is the most talented roster that they've had um, under yeah. Sean Payton. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, they're going to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean that they're going to have as much success as they've had in the past. But I just think from a, from a pure talent standpoint across the board at all positions, offense and defense, uh, I think this is about as good as it's ever been. I'm, I would also feel worse if their sixth and seventh round picks didn't make the team. Like Boston Scott made the roster. Will Clapp made the roster. A couple of UDFAs, Stallworth and JT Gray made the roster. So like I would feel more worked up if they didn't have like other promising rookies that just yeah. deserve to Three make the guys- team more than some of those draft picks. Three guys made the roster, two to UDFAs. The one thing we did, we, we touched on it in the patrons only podcast, but we need to talk about it here. Mickey Loomis was doing work. He turned water into wine. He turned Devray Lawrence, who 99% of us didn't know fucking existed four you, weeks you ago. Still can, he turned that dude into a draft pick. You still can't pronounce his name. No, I mean, uh, that like that to me is a mirror. Like, how did he do that? Dave? Dave, are you there? Oh, that's, that was to me. I didn't hear him say Dave. Oh, I yeah. I think you were cutting in and out on my yeah, end. Yeah, Dave. So what was that? Uh, I, what the hell? How, do, how, how the hell do I know how he did that? Um, no, it's <laughs> awesome. I mean, going. you know, y- y'all were just bagging on the 2019 draft and how many picks they have. So, I mean, give credit where credit is due. They did get one pick back. <laughs> they uh, did. Even, even though it's a seventh-round pick. Yeah. Hey, man, future Colston. Um, but if you can't, you know, the Saints were tied with the Bills for most guys' claim. Now, going back to Dave's statement about how deep this roster is, other teams are recognizing that too, obviously, because they had four guys get claimed, which is most in the NFL, tied with the Bills. And then on top of that, if you had DeVar Lawrence getting traded, obviously he probably would have been claimed too. So it's really five guys. You know what? What are the Bills? How did the, the 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 thing that's random is like I don't I don't think anybody's looking at the Bills and is like, wow, the Bills roster is loaded. Like that's odd that they had four dudes get claimed. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, is there anything left on the roster that you think, um, is still going to, ha- like, there is, is there, Dave, do you, Dave, do you think anything's going to happen, like, before Sunday? Because I still think, uh, Tate is going to return the opening kickoff Sunday against Tampa, even though currently he's not on the 53. That is my prediction. I'm sticking with it. Do you think the Saints will do anything else before kickoff Sunday? Uh, yeah, they might make, uh, excuse me, they might make one or two more moves. Uh, that wouldn't be surprising, but I don't know whether it's going to be Tate or not. I don't think any of it is going to be really that important. Andrew, I could, I, I could see, I could see, um, Stupar coming back. You know, you know, um, uh, that would be good. Andres Andr- Pete got banged up in that last game. So I could see Liribius being back because the Saints are thinking we may need to start you. Um, and so kind of their tentative plan is they want Liribius right now for insurance and want him taking the reps in practice with the ones in case they have to start him. And then, you know, if he if he ends up being fine and Pete's good to go, then later in the week maybe they cut Cameron Tom right before, you know, or Will Clapp right before game day. And shuffle Stupar in 
so he can play special teams. And then as soon as the game's over, you know, make that switch again, flip it again. Could be. Or I guess maybe if Pete, if they could decide Pete is ready, they could cut Laribius. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious. Who, who is the backup guard right now? If Pete doesn't go, who starts at left guard? Because you got two guys that they kept over Laribius. I, I would guess Laribius, but. They were willing to risk cutting him because they wanted to keep their younger talent. And so you've got Tom and Clapp on the roster. I'm not sure Laribius would start over those two. I mean, I think he would, but that's a question mark. Yeah, I mean, I guess we got to get into um, – we'll get to the game prediction as we always do at the end of the show. But we got to get into season predictions. So before we start out with um, – a win total prediction. Dave, I want you to tell me the thing that you believe absolutely must go right for the Saints to either equal or better 11 wins from last year. Besides health. Did Dave mute himself? Today, oh, no, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Thinking, I need the Jeopardy. Well, you don't need it now. Dave's got it covered for you. <laughs> they need to finish in positive in the turnover margin. <laughs> wow, that's real low-hanging fruit, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have, like, more than, like, positive? Do they have to finish somewhere, like, like no. in the top three, in the top five? No. Do they have to do something, like, 2009-worthy? No, 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 no. no, they no, they just have, like, it could be plus one. I don't give a shit. Do they need to get good nights of sleep the day before game day, too? They, <laughs> that's another... <laughs> they just need to not be shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> Uh, what, what are, okay, you go. Then you go. That was a terrible answer. You probably already knew this question was coming. I, I think they need to eat nutritious no, he meals. Did, he did not know this was coming. This this show is, is, is planned off the cuff. In fact, I wanted to have held here, but we had a scheduling thing where I needed to go earlier today. I was going to have held on to melt down about the Saints trading all the picks away. But we couldn't I have think that. they we'll need have nutritious that. meals. Another one that's really important is I think they need to score more points than the other team. <laughs> Beefy Mac that doesn't have mad cow disease. <laughs> I, I would, if I had an answer Gatorade that, and Popeyes. Yeah, yeah, Gatorade and Popeyes. If they can only eat foods that bring good luck, that, that would be a smart move. <laughs> I, I would go with, um, I think, I still think Lattimore has to be awesome. He can't regress. I think the offense, like some guys, you know, Ted Ginn could drop off or Kamara could maybe not be quite as good. They, they'll still be okay, but I think the one thing that made a major difference for the defense last year is when you have a shutdown corner. I mean, just think about who they're competing against. And, you know, Cam Newton, who is a former MVP, and Matt Ryan, who is a former MVP, and Jameis Winston, who is a number one overall pick. It's a tough and decision. You got, you got receivers like Mike Rick's Evans and Julio. I mean, Lattimore just has to be awesome. And I think as long as he treads water – I mean, heaven forbid even get better, um, then I think everything else falls into place. I All right, wait, they... no, I have, I have, I have one. Okay, I okay have go. More along the lines of Andrews. But I would say um, ben, ben Watson needs to have 800 yards this season. <laughs> See? See, that no, that's, a good, that's a good one, one and that sort, of, that sort of goes into my thing. I think if the Saints are going to be awesome – and a Super Bowl contender and 12, 13 wins, 14 wins in this year, they got to be back. They got to get back to being top five on third down. They can go 10 and yeah. 6, 11 and 5, and be kind of crummy on third down, 16 to 20 range like they were last year. But if they want to be fucking unbelievable, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, the best team in the NFC, they got to kick ass on third down. Now, that can tie yeah. into what Dave just said. Ben Watson has to be good. Traquan Smith has to be awesome. Meredith has to step up. I don't know exactly what has to happen. One of those, any one of those things can help them with their down. But they got to be better on third down uh, well, if they're going mean, to rock. 
my thing is, I mean, it doesn't really have to be Ben Watson, but I mean, I think somebody needs to step up a tight end. Somebody needs to be there for Drew. You know, he's getting older. He needs a guy who that he can trust. Uh, on third down, like Ralph said, um, yeah. who's going who's gonna to always come down with the ball. Also in the red zone, obviously. Um, I think having a guy like that, and I think most likely it will be Ben Watson. Um, I think, but I think having somebody like that for Drew does take the offense to to that other level um, that sometimes they really miss. That was yeah. an A plus. I mean, it took us a while to get there, Dave. <laughs> it took us a while to get there. A plus quality. <laughs> It was worth the wait. There you go. So, um, (laughs) on that on that sense, what's an area where not injury, but let's say in a month, no matter what the Saints' record is, whether it's four and zero or three and three or two and two or whatever, what's something in a month, Andrew, that you're going to be looking at, and if it's not going well, you're going to be like. I don't care that the Saints are 3-1. and one. I don't care that they're 4-0. That is a problem, and it can sink them. Hmm. Well, they get Ingram back after the first four games, so I, I feel like anything that's kind of shaky offensively... Um, we can write it off. You would, you would have hope that Ingram <laughs> coming back would you know at least change things up. So you know, with that being said, I, it would have to be either defense or special teams and special teams you can always cut your kicker you can always pick up a dude and it helps so you know Bailey's available, yeah I, I mean special teams i think you have the ability to fix it quicker um so i would say i would say if they can't stop the run because they kind of were up and down with that last year and there were times this preseason where they looked god awful against the run um and if they go into that first game against the Bucks at home with a backup quarterback and a team that, in my opinion, they should dominate. I mean, they're, what, nine-and-a-half-point favorites right now? They are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, that's an enormous margin for opening day. So if they keep the Bucks in that game because they are just getting gouged on the ground and they kind of they're, – they're three and one, but, like, they can't stop the run at all. You know, later this season, they'll have Gurley, they'll have Dalvin Cook in the Vikings. So, um, you know, they'll have to play Devontae Freeman a couple times. They'll, they'll be playing some good backs. So, um, Le'Veon Bell is on their schedule. So, I would be really concerned if the run defense is porous. I'm worried about the run defense right now. Dave? Yes. How can I help you? Sorry, this is an Arby's. Uh, No, what's the one thing after a month that if the Saints have, you'll be, if if it's not going well, no matter what their record is, you'll be worried? Um, I would have to say, you know, actually, I'd have to go back to what you were saying, Ralph, uh, on third down. Um, I just think that uh, there's only so far you can go uh, as an offense if you're not converting on third down. And on the other side of the coin, stopping third down. I, I mean, Andrew, I the thing that, that – and I, I did it in my Channel 4 preview, and I don't know when they'll post it because they have a, a Tropical Storm Gordon is, like, making a beeline for New Orleans apparently. So who knows when that'll be posted? I think the track, but, I think the track uh, moved a little bit east, didn't it? Yeah, it's gonna hit like Mississippi. No, it's like a tropical storm. It's not. It's not. It, it might it be a hurricane. Be, well, might if, be, if, might the, if the eye misses you and it's a tropical storm, it hopefully won't be too bad. Yeah, as long as the the problem in New Orleans is, I think, like my Flooding. mother is yeah. af- is afraid about the pumps. But yeah, um, the. The linebackers, Andrew, I, I know they've added stuff. I, I feel like Klein, I know it's the preseason and maybe we're getting over. He looks awful. And I worry that the, like the linebackers, they're not better. They're potentially worse. I don't know. I still like Anzalone and Robertson. So I just feel like if Klein really has like a said Ellis type fall off a cliff random occurrence thing, 
um, whether it's because of injury or just, I don't know, he, de- he declines at a young age, then um, I just feel like they could plug either of those two guys in and it would be okay. So I'm, I'm not that worried. Why um, are you not? Why, what, what's your problem with the linebackers, Ralph? I mean, they looked, they looked, they look awful to me. Klein got is getting run over. Um, the dude they signed from the Jets. I mean, he's I don't been know. Been kind of hit or miss, yeah. He's yeah, been he's hit or miss, kinda, and yeah. Anzalone I like, but he he uh, I mean, little light he, in the pads. I mean, I get to play the fun music whenever I mention his name, which is awesome. <laughs> but that dude has his shoulder is as bad as my left leg. Like it's it could go at any minute. Uh, you know, um, guess we'll so just that, have to start Craig Robertson again. I don't know. They're just they're kind of gritty to me. I, I kind of like gritty. Them. Like I mean, you know, they're kind of like uh, you know Patriots. You know, like none of them are really that great. Uh, but they all kind of have their own, you know, Anzalone's like a, more of a cover guy. He's fast and, you know, and, and Robertson's more of a thumper and, well, I don't know what AJ Klein is, but, um, <laughs> nothing and, good. Well, Nate Stupar's not a team, but he might come back. Um, oh, if Nate Stupar's so, playing snaps, Jesus Christ. We saw that <laughs> in 20, we saw that in 2016. It was not I don't good. Know. They're kind of, they're a little, they're kind of, they're like the lunch pail gang, but. But in a, in a good way. I don't know, man. I think they're way worse than the 2009 linebackers where you had Vilma, Fujita, and Shanley. Manti, hey, what, how good was – Manti Teo played very well last season, late in the season when he had to come in. But Did Manti Teo can't I, – I, I, I don't think you can count on Manti Teo to give you 16 weeks. Like he's a great backup and he plays well, but he's hurt a lot. Uh, he was the one. That... He was the one linebacker last year who didn't get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> he was. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to say. Oh, except for Robertson, you, actually, Robertson never gets hurt. He's uber durable. Yeah, all anybody, people... all anybody talked about all off off season and preseason and training camp was the pass rush and, and cornerbacks. Nobody ever really talks about linebackers. Well, they talked about linebackers. They're like, they don't know what they're going to do. They just have a bunch of guys who are going to play the best ones they have. And some people were like, that means we're deep. And other people was like, man, that means they're all kind of crappy. Um, <laughs> I, and I don't know. I'm just like – but the thing is, like, if if if, if we're talking about the, the linebackers might be slightly below average, it's a good problem to have, right? Um, so got to remind you people again, go to mybookie.com. You get a dollar for dollar deposit. Use the promo code HAPPYMYBOOKIE.COM. It's awesome. I gamble there. So, anyway, uh, so let's get to uh, do we want to do season predictions first or do we want to do the Tampa game first? Let's do season real quick. Okay, Dave, uh, give me your Saints season prediction. Like record? Like record, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twelve and four. Teddy Bridgewater on twelve. You're gonna go twelve and four. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. over or under a half a start. Oh, over. Ooh, that means he starts one week. <laughs> Andrew, your prediction. I've been steadfast at ten and six. I'm gonna. I just wow! Wow! Schedule, that's brutal. Schedule's tough, man. I'm gonna wow. stick with that. I'm gonna no stick faith. with it. No faith. Over under Teddy Bridgewater, half a start. I'm gonna say over. <laughs> I'm going twelve and four. Really? Wow. And I I'm if they're twelve and four, they might have a buy, and then they can start Bridgewater even Bridgewater. if Breeze that, doesn't hurt. That's, that's right. the thing. But I think they're going to go twelve and four, and Teddy Bridgewater is going to start three weeks. I think the Teddy what? Bridgewater thing is just custom made to be as complicated as fucking possible for the Saints. <laughs> and the thing that makes it complicated is Breeze gets hurt, but it's not really serious. But Bridgewater has to play. Bridgewater comes in, he plays awesome, so at the end of the year, the Saints are like, Breeze is still awesome, but he got nicked, and oh, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater is the number one fucking free agent that every NFL team is going to want. So, 
like that like God. like to me like that's what's going to happen like the Teddy Bridgewater thing it's is not going to be terribly. it's not going to be they stretch her off Drew Brees and the Drew Brees era ends and Teddy Bridgewater starts 12 games and is the quarterback of the future and it's not going to be he doesn't play at all uh and walks out the door cuz Brees is still going to play next year it's got to be really really fucking complicated but i think it'll be really complicated and the season will be fun cuz they'll be 12 and 4 like what Andrew what could be more fun than the 12 and 4 Saints who do we play in the playoff game? What could be more fun than that? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Why can't why can't it why can't it be Drew Brees wins the Super Bowl and retires and Teddy Bridgewater takes over? Well, see, that could be that would be that would be that would be. Oh, we're allowed to choose because I'll take. I that. mean, you could. It's it's your prediction <laughs> of the season. You can make any scenario you want. I just I just conjured one up from thin air. I mean. Yeah, I. So um, I just think the any... older Breeze gets, like the more likely it is he has to miss a game due to injury, right? I mean, you can't yeah. just keep yes. pumping out sixteen game seasons every year. Well, the thing is, history tells you. I mean, I know that you can say the NFL is different now because you can't hit the quarterback as much and all that. But history tells you, once a quarterback gets to thirty nine, they are on borrowed fucking time. Yeah, and but history is out far. the window. What's that? I just th- I just think the advancements that they've made in nutrition and health and yeah. recovery and sleep and I just there there are more studies and there's more knowledge and there's more information than ever and so I think it's why you see so many athletes performing well into their 30s and it's not just it's not just football it's basketball it's uh tennis it's soccer i mean you, you see guys maintaining their love i mean look roger federer like no, nobody has ever been as dominant as he is it's still the same guys that are you know it's federer it's Djokovic, and Nadal, and you're you're not really seeing them decline much so yeah i, I just think at the end of the day I, the game has changed on that and i don't think you can look at history and say that it applies to athletes anymore all right, we got Twitter questions before we get to the game. Michael, this is from uh, this is from CW. He asked, "How savage was Michael Thomas's tweet from earlier?" I had to pull it up because I didn't see it. He said, "Game week, y'all are gonna have to stop playing with me after this season. I promise." Hashtag ski mask season. Strong arm everything. The ski mask is about him wanting the bag of money that the Saints will have to pay him or someone. So uh, does this change your prediction? Thank, thank you for interpreting for that because I had no idea what the hell that meant. Yeah, it's like hieroglyphics, man. <laughs> so, Dave, does this change your predictions on your how good Michael Thomas is going to be in 2018? What was my original prediction? I don't know, but does it change it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I ever made an original prediction. Um, <laughs> is he going to break uh, 110 catches now? He's gonna have a hell of he's gonna have a monster season, yeah. Andrew, what's the question? Is, How many is, catches? Have, because of him tweeting that he wants the bag now, basically hashtag ski mask season. Does that change your prediction for his season? Do you do you up the numbers? See, the only thing is, I actually feel like the Saints have more weapons this year with Watson and Cam Meredith and Traquan. I just think Breeze is gonna have more guys in his ear wanting the ball. And justifiably so, because they're actually pretty good. And I just think the Saints are, he's not going to have to throw it to Michael Thomas as much. And Michael Thomas is going to command a lot of attention. So he's going to get some nice one-on-one matchups for the other guys. But, you know, I think he'll get to 110. I don't know that he'll do much more than that. But as long as he stays healthy, I think 110 catches is where I'd put him. Here, will he? At, we answered the question about over under for for how many games Bridgewater will start. But Will from Gulfport might have the best Teddy Bridgewater nickname I've ever heard, Teddy Two Gloves. Which is just, That's pretty good. Which is just so it's just so drenched in condescension about yeah. arm truth. If you arm truther people, if you if the arm truther people enjoy Drew Brees, you will really enjoy Teddy Bridgewater. As Does he game. always do that every game? He yes. plays with gloves. Always, yes. always. That's so weird. Uh, over under. This is from Alfredo Andrew. Over under turnovers for our defense is twenty five. What you what you got? 
Uh, I think Marcus Williams is going to make that happen. I think our pass rush with Davenport as the season progresses will get better. So I will say over. <laughs> this is from Eric and Dave. This is right up your alley. How bad is the Saints training staff, staff that they couldn't give anyone season-ending hangnail for IR purposes? <laughs> Seems, uh, you know... I don't want to say anything. I'm crossing my fingers now as I'm talking about it. But, I mean, for the most part, uh, the Saints have stayed pretty healthy this whole I'm preseason. Surprised. I'm, I'm really surprised more Jamerson didn't have, like, a IR issue. Sports hernia. Yeah, something to get them through. This is a great question before we get to the Tampa predictions, uh, Andrew. This is from Brian. Who will be the Saints, play- Saints the player fans massively overrate or underrate? During the season, uh, underrate. I'm gonna go with Ken Crawley. I mean, quietly, that guy. Just I feel like there's a not so small percentage of Saints fans that still kind of hate Crawley because he, yeah, he's a little handsy. He'll get flagged sometimes, and I feel like if you're a corner for the Saints, it's just easy to have a section that's of, part fan, of the, fan base. That's, hate a, you. that's a that's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, yeah. unless you're unless you're Lattimore. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Crawley's going to see more balls come his way just because, you know, Lattimore's on the other side. So I will say the most underrated is Lattimore. Or, I'm sorry, Crawley. Um, most overrated player on the team. Uh, I will go. So this is a crazy statement, but I'm going to go with Camara. And it's not that he's not electric, that he's not awesome, because he is. He's all those things. But I think in some ways, like, he's almost become more of a legend than he is already in New Orleans. And I could easily see him. He's just not going to sneak up on anyone this year. Teams know to key on him. They know that he's a huge part of the offense. So I just think it's going to be harder for Kamara this year to have the season he had. Um, And he'll have to go backwards a little bit. But I think he's kind of already on that fan pedestal. So I will go with Kamara as most overrated. All right, Dave, we got to get to the game prediction before we get out of here. The saints are a nine and a half point favorite Sunday against Tampa. I will be in attendance. Maybe me and you will get drunk on a Saturday. I will Uber to a location and we will meet. Uh, so what say you about saints bucks? What say you, you sound like Newell Norman on WWL. What's that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, judgment's final. J- <laughs> Winston's not playing. That's so, correct. They, play, uh, they, they they get to face the Harvard-educated lumberjack Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm feeling very. Is Ryan Griffin their backup? He is. He is. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling very confident, you know, uh, hopefully the team isn't, but I'm not playing so I can be confident and, uh, it, this should be a fairly easy start to the season. It should be, it's an easy way for us to, to get off on the right foot and to go one and O, um, uh, you know, it's at home also. So that's obviously a huge help. Um, I sh- sh- shoot nine and a half. That's I, I would, I'd probably take the, uh, over on that. Um, that's that's a lot of points, though. That I'm gonna say, I know. I'm gonna say, um, I'd still take the Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Saints twenty-eight, uh, Bucks ten. Ooh, that's and that's uh, kind of MVP of the game. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, We'll go with Michael Thomas. Ooh. Andrew. I think the Bucks are going to come down on the first drive of the game uh, and go up 7 nothing. I think Peyton Barber, their starting running back, is going to have 60 yards on the ground on the opening drive. Oh, my God. And Fitzpatrick is going to toss a, a, touch, a one-yard touchdown oh, pass to the, to the fullback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they have a fullback, but he's going to throw a little one-yard pass to the fullback or maybe the tackle eligible, and they're all going to run to the sidelines, jumping up and down, getting hype. Then Breeze is going to throw a pick, and they're going to go up 10 nothing in the blink of an eye. So it's going to look bad early. 
Uh, I think ultimately the Saints will play their way back into it. The crowd will get them into it. Uh, it's going to be dicey. It's going to be ugly. And the Saints end up winning, I'm going to say, 27-24. Um, and it'll be one of those games where we're happy they're 1-0, but the Bucks cover, and it'll be full Saints Twitter doomsday after the game. Everyone's convinced we'll be awful. Um, more doomy than LSU after yeah, beating the yes. number eight team in the country by two touchdowns. Yes, more doomy than that, yes. <laughs> I think fans will be will be down in the dumps despite the one and zero record. No way. That was that was last year's mo. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that, this is making no judgments on what happens after that. I think that the morale will be low, and then week two they'll blow somebody out, and then you know we'll be back. But I, that's just yeah. how I think week one goes. It's a it's NFC South, man. Like opening yeah. game, the Bucks are going to give them their best shot. Yeah, it's a it's a division game, and the thing is with the Bucks is their defense was thirty two last year and bad, and they did a lot of stuff. So they, I think their defense is going to be better. Um, but I gotta go with what I turned in from my Channel Four column because I feel like if I change my mind and people catch me now, they're like, in your column you said this, and in your podcast you said that, and now they'll say, and on TV you said a third thing, so I can cover all my bases, and like, I'll be right on one of them. Um, but. I'm going to say Saints 27 to 17. They'll cover, but it will be very, very dicey. And Fitzpatrick will throw a pick that will salt it away uh, for the Saints. And I'm going to say the MVP is going to be my boy that I paid $15 for in the auction draft yesterday. Traquan Smith is going to catch six for 70 and a touchdown. And people are going to be stampeding to the waiver wire, but smart motherfuckers will already have had them on their team, so they don't have to do that. So how about that? Yeah. So um, that wraps it up. Friendly reminder, you can donate a dollar. You get all kinds of – you get the free show. You can donate more. You get a magnet, a T-shirt, all kinds of fun stuff if you donate. Uh, Dave's Dave, tell them. You got – the T-shirts are done, right? Uh, they probably should be done this week, yeah. Yeah, nice. they look um, – they look amazing. Ralph, do you um, want to recap exactly what people need to do to get each prize? Yeah, you get a dollar. You get all the free, the, the patron-only shows. If you donate $3.28 or more, you get a magnet. If you donate $5, you get the magnet, all the content, and you get into the uh, quick shot drawing where we'll interview you as a fan. We're going to do Eric this week or next. We'll do that once a month. You get entered into that drawing for $5. For $12, you get the T-shirt. For $25, if you donate $25 every month for the football season, you get entered into Drunk History. You get to do a Drunk History episode with me and Andrew. And if you're really insane, Andrew, and you donate $75 a month for seven months, you can come on the fucking podcast with us one week, you get the cats, the babies, me muting myself indiscriminately, Dave eating food, Andrew talking about beating 50-year-old women at tennis. You get all of it. You get to experience it live. So that's what you do get. It, Check do it, it out. Do it live. Do it live. So that's what you get. You get all the tears. It's fun. Uh, and like, hey, man, the Saints had breaking news last week. Me and Andrew were churning out podcasts from my car. So you get that. It's great. So... You know, so that wraps it up. Uh, So we'll see you next Monday. Uh, So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.